Next on BYU Sports Nation, not a game. We're talking about practice, and BYU basketball star Yoli Childs is back at practice. What about a game? The Cougars show up on a top 101 players in college football list. How many and who? Plus a review and early preview of the BYU running backs. Who's at the top of the depth chart in 2020? Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy Wednesday, January 22nd, wherever and however you're connected Always nice to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with a guy currently compiling his top 10 best burgers list, Jerem Jordan. Now, uh, this is uh, all based on a conversation on the Twitter last night. A.J. Stewart, running backs coach at BYU, who we will talk with later in our position previews as those continue, tweeted, I love recruiting Houston, Texas. So many great players and coaches. I've been blessed to create some great bonds over the years. Oh, and what a burger for lunch isn't bad either. Fesitake, wide receivers coach for BYU, uh, then replies with a, the dumb and dumber dry heave uh, gif of Jim Carrey. To which Jason Shepard replies, I ate at Whataburger once in Austin when BYU played at Texas. I'm usually in AJ's corner, but I don't get the appeal of it. The food was average. <laughs> AJ responds, don't make me delete this app. <laughs> Brandon Greenwood, at Greenwood.52, in and out is better. AJ Stewart, blocked. <laughs> So that brings us to a clear and obvious question of the day. What is the best chain burger place on Instagram right now? Oh, in and out boy. beating out five guys, 45 to 34. What a burger, 8%. There is a direct correlation between the amount of Texans who vote and the amount of non-Texans who vote. Because Texans defend Whataburger like it's the Alamo or and something. And Californians defend okay? in and out Right. What's Utah's? I don't know. I love, personally, I love Five Guys. That's my burger place. What's your burger place? Uh, yes. I, I love all burgers. I, I, don't, I don't really have a favorite burger okay, place. I cool. haven't eaten at Whataburger, so I can't really... I, I can't I'm not offer a, huge a fan strong of opinion on if Whataburger is better than In-N-Out. I love In-N-Out. I love Five Guys. I love JCW's. Like, I love a good burger, and... My opinion is you can go to a lot of different places, and depending on the workers in the restaurant and how they execute the plan, it's whether or not you like the burger. On Twitter, JCW says 31%, in and out 39%. We didn't put five guys in the Twitter poll. You can, you can weigh in. Uh, tweet, and at DeHolmes on Twitter has, what a burger, big menu, consistently good, breakfast tacos, solid fries, Texas toast on sandwiches, tons of toppings to customize burger, Dr. Pepper shake. Ooh, and Dr. Pepper shake. Spicy ketchup. Now, all of that sounds really good. Maybe that's because I'm, like, a little hungry. It's 10.03 in the morning here locally. Um, that all sounds amazing. Okay, it's very clear to like me. jack-in-the-box a little. Oh, no, 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 the, the tacos, the breakfast options. Jack-in-the-box is more kind of, I guess, mainstream. Although there's no jack-in-the-box in Utah or Salt Lake County. Although I think that's changing. Is Jack in the Box in That's more Southern McDonald's, Utah? Wendy's category. I see the okay. Burger Lane. I get it. Yeah. Hey, I just can't stop thinking about the Dr Pepper Shake. Dr Pepper Shake. I haven't had that. I, I need to have that, and I need to have. I need to try Whataburger so that I can fully engage in this conversation. Wendy's, I love In and Out. Yeah, 
I, I don't know about Whataburger yet. When's the next BYU game in Texas? I was just thinking that. When is BYU's next road trip to Texas? Because Whataburger is a must-stop for me. <laughs> uh, at Baylor 2021. There you go. Okay. And, and, and guess what? Baylor's the home of Dr. Pepper. Uh, sorry, Waco is the home of Dr. Pepper. So you can go to Whataburger, get a Dr. Pepper shake in Waco. Is there a better place? To debut Whataburger than in Waco, yeah. Texas. Are we on yet? Are we Hashtag live? BYUSN, oh, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram to join this Burger Blitzkrieg. Hey, we've got some solid sides to go along with that on today's show lineup. NBA veteran and BYU women's basketball coach Jeff Judkins. What is it about his team that has made them so successful on the road? All four of their conference wins have come away from home. And the aforementioned A.J. Stewart looking back and forward at the BYU running backs as well as his Burger hot takes. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Yoli Childs back at practice. BYU basketball head coach Mark Pope updated all of us again on the status of his star forward last night. Childs did indeed return to practice for the first time since his compound dislocated finger injury. Here's the coach on BYU basketball with Mark Pope. He's getting closer. He actually practiced for the first time today. Uh, was in some actually live contact drills a day and Uh, So we'll see how we go through the next few days. He's missed four games. How many more will he miss? The Cougars face Pacific in Stockton, California tomorrow. 10 Eastern, 7 Pacific. Big quad two road game for BYU. The Cougars have won three straight against the University of the Pacific. Five of six overall and four of five in Stockton. Listen live on BYU Radio. Pro football focus list BYU football is one of 11 teams just outside of its way too early 2020 top 25. Somewhat surprising given the fact that BYU is coming off of four wins, seven wins, seven wins. You return the quarterback. uh, You return a lot of uh, weapons on offense, right? Interesting that BYU would be that high. Hey, it gives us fodder for the offseason. Let's go. Cam Meller of Pro Football Focus lists Austin Lee specifically as the 86th best college football player overall of 2019 in his 101 best players from 2019. Lee tied for number one as at safety with TDs allowed, zero. And spots 26 through 50 will be released today. They're out, no BYU guys. Spots 25 through one tomorrow. Meller will join us tomorrow on the show after that entire list has been revealed. And number two men's volleyball plays at number five UC Irvine tonight. BYU 6-0 this season, four wins against ranked teams. Cougars have lost three of four against the Anteaters. Uh, Add to Holmes, weighs in again. BYU at ASU next fall. What a, uh, what a burger is all over Arizona. Let's go. Okay. And, and, and I'm being told by uh, uh, at Ames Flames, it's Whataburger. I, I recall that that is how it's Whataburger, not what a burger? Whataburger? It's Whataburger. Jocelyn Moody. World? Jocelyn Moody's from Texas. She's the AD on the show today. Jocelyn, it's it's Whataburger, right? Confirm that. Whataburger. Yeah, Whataburger. What yeah. in the world? Correct. Yes. <laughs> yeah. What? What are you talking about? Yeah. What are you thinking about? Oh goodness! All rise and shout! It's time for what's trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation. (laughs) It's the question of the month. When will Yoli Childs be healthy enough to play another game for BYU basketball? More from the coach on BYU basketball with Mark Pope. Um, We're proceeding cautiously just because 
we need him to be healthy. Like I can't have him have a setback here where you know he misses more games and uh, he's unbelievably anxious. Uh, he put on his uniform and was staring at me the whole half at Gonzaga, <laughs> uh, and so he, I'm sure he's not really happy with me. But um, this is a pretty traumatic injury that's still healing, and, and uh, clearly he he has a big impact on our team and makes our ceiling way higher. So we got to get him back healthy. Jeremy, we spoke with Mark Pope on Monday in Studio B. You produced BYU basketball with Mark Pope. You heard his comments yesterday. Mm-hmm. Would you play Yoli in this week's road trip or give him more time to get healthy for Pepperdine and St. Mary's the following week? I just heard the word traumatic and not healed, so I wouldn't play him. Perhaps that's gamesmanship by Mark Pope. Uh, I would wait. I, I would wait. I think next week is really important as well. Pepperdine at home. Good team that's beaten BYU uh, recently, right? And then St. Mary's at home. I think uh, this is an important stretch as we've outlined a lot the last uh, week or two. I would wait. I think BYU's found a groove. I think when BYU's not playing Gonzaga and St. Mary's, BYU's really good so far in league. BYU's proven that they've been excellent, especially shooting the three. In the two games where BYU lost in league, they only made six threes against St. Mary's. And Gonzaga, I think BYU is going to be in a good spot to compete and win against yes. Pacific and San Francisco yeah. without Yoli Childs. Now, at the worst, you would think that BYU would split the road trip without Yoli Childs. It'll be disappointing to lose any game that's not against St. True, Zaga. true. And then we, will have, then we will say, if that happens, shoot, maybe he should have played. But it doesn't eliminate BYU from at-large conversations if they split this week and then turn around with Yoli Childs and beat Pepperdine and then beat St. Mary's. I kind of feel like a St. Mary's win in Provo would forgive a loss on the road this week because the committee is aware that Childs has not been playing. There will be a measure of forgiveness. His story has been so public that they will forgive BYU losing a road game potentially this week. I'm with you. It'll be disappointing, but BYU can recover from that. I wouldn't play him either. Think about the potential ramifications. If Yoli Childs re-injures this finger, his season might be over. Yes, that's why you got to be really cautious. And if Mark Pope says the word traumatic injury, oh my gosh, wait, it's only been two weeks and one day. Make it three weeks and two days until Pepperdine. And even then, maybe you don't play him against Pepperdine. You wait until St. Mary's. I think it all depends on when the finger actually heals and then uh, – he warmed up against Gonzaga, but he was pretty rusty in that warm-up, by the way. He, he, didn't, he didn't make as many of those shots as you'd want. Yesterday was his first practice. I mean, he's, he shouldn't be ready for the game tomorrow. I, I say wait. I say wait. Let me repeat myself. If Yoli Childs re-injures that finger, his season might be done. His career at BYU would be over. So why rush him back? Yeah, not, can, not for Pacific and San Francisco. No, exactly. If it was St. Mary's at home, it'd be like, okay, maybe you need to rush back. BYU's right? yeah. capable of beating Pacific and San Francisco. Again, if they lose a close game either one of those places, then get Yoli Childs back and he's, he's truly healthy, they can win games to forgive a potential loss this week. Yeah. Topic two. Pro Football Focus lists two Cougars in its top 100 players of college football in 2019. Austin Lee at 86. Wow. Whoa. Brady Christensen at 95 with the rest of the top 50 uh, out today and tomorrow. Uh, 50 through 26 out. No BYU Cougars on it. We'll see you in the top 25. Spencer, do you expect more than three Cougars on this list? So at least one more. Yes, I expect James Empey to be there because we learned that James Empey was the number 10 overall offensive lineman, according to Pro Football Focus. Returning. So there could have been, (coughs) 
some draft guys or early entry guys, right? It's true. Do you expect I, him to be in the top 25 players in college yeah, football list? Yeah. I do, too, which is pretty wild. Crazy, right? Like, if you would ask me this a couple days ago, I would have said, uh, no. Like, James is good, but I don't say top 25 player in college football. I expect him to be on that list. I thought there was a chance that Matt Bushman might show up somewhere between 40 and 50. but that He would have left had he probably been that good. I You're think. probably right. Yeah, had he, had he shown up on the top 50 list of pro football focus, then yeah, maybe the draft stock is so high that you and, can't deny it and you got to go. And this is this is one dude with all the gr- the player grades and whatnot. I take the player grades highly. I don't know exactly who's doing it and what, but I trust them more than just the naked eye of uh, the fan base or even my naked eye. Honestly, the pro football focus guys doing stuff, I go, okay, that has credibility with me. That's not just any random uh, third party giving stats about something. That's a legit organization doing legit things. Sure. If Brady Christensen is number 95 and he was number 20 on the best returning offensive lineman list. Logical. Yeah. Then it would make sense that James Empey, who is number 10, will show up somewhere in that top 25. No Bushman, but yeah, James Empey. BYU's going to have three guys returning, or at least, sorry, three guys on the best <coughs> 101 college football players list in 2019. Underachieved. Seven and six with three? What? Uh, Austin Lee, I am. I knew we knew he was a good player. I am shocked. He's number eighty-six. That's awesome. And then when the grades are broken down and everything, you go, "Oh wow, he really was good." Which brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Cam Miller will join us tomorrow. He's at PFF underscore Cam Lee allowed twenty-five yards after the catch this season. That's all season, and no reception longer than thirty-two yards. He attached in the article online a gif of the Tennessee play at the end of the first half where Lee breaks up a pass in the end zone. That is supposed to be a touchdown. It is supposed to be a touchdown. Lee breaks it up. That saves the game. BYU probably loses that game. And maybe they're 6-6 six six in the regular or 5-7. and seven. That was a huge play. Austin Lee was way better than we thought. He played in the Shrine Bowl, which is the second-best postseason bowl to the Senior Bowl. He was, he was a really good player. He sits out the Hawaii game with a hamstring injury. I think if he plays that game, BYU wins it. Yes, because Hawaii BYU the game. Because Hawaii torched BYU deep. And Austin Lee was a big deal on the back end. So it's a bummer that Austin Lee's hamstring wasn't good enough for the Hawaii game because then BYU wins that, and they win eight. And we go, okay, cool, eight. I can, I can tolerate eight. We said it on the sideline. Instead, we, we're frustrated about it. We yeah. said it on the sideline in Honolulu. Austin Lee not playing in the game is a big deal against Hawaii's pass-heavy offense, and, and the it first proved half, to be that. Bang, 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 over the top. And then BYU had other injuries, right? The <sighs> other guys in that first half. That was tough. BYU football and Boise State football have somehow collaborated again <laughs> for off-season conversation. So, yeah, another Mountain West Conference foe that BYU faces on the regular, Boise State, is apparently unhappy with how their TV contract deal has worked out within the Mountain West. Does this sound familiar to anybody? A team is upset because the Mountain West is doing something or not doing something that they said they would do? Hmm. Hmm. How about that? Hey, Boise State. uh, How about it? So you're married to the ex. You could have uh, called the first wife and asked how it was going. Just call us and we'll tell you how it's going to go down. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice in the beginning. So Boise State has hopped back into the social media conversation of, are they so mad that they could potentially leave the Mountain West? Are they seeking another conference? Are they going to go the independent route like BYU, who was jaded by the Mountain West with their own TV deal? Jerem, that got me thinking. 
Will BYU and Boise State ever play at any point in the same conference? Uh, yeah, uh, hopefully and hopefully not. Hopefully in the Pac-16. Oh! Football only. That would be awesome. That would be sweet. Uh, but hopefully not because that means BYU would go back to the Mountain West or maybe now they're in the American and it makes no geographical sense at this point. I don't know. Maybe they will. I, I think it would be fun to be in the same league as, as Boise State at some point. I don't think independence is a thing that BYU should do forever. I, I, don't, th- I don't think that it works given the talent BYU gets and the schedules that are ju- just obviously too tough. And I, perhaps, I don't know, like this, this expansive American thing. BYU is going to be independent for at least four more seasons after the potential next wave of expansion. Even then, there's, there's no guarantee that there will be any expansion at all. BYU and Boise State are already contracted to play through like the year 2092. They, so they, yeah, you they might basically as well. said until, until the second coming, the rapture, we will play every <laughs> year. Okay? Until then. The, and even then, maybe after. The game will happen regardless, but it would be fun to play in a conference context, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, to have BYU, be fun and to have BYU State in a play, league again. playing against each other for a conference championship like that, that would be fun. We joked last year. It would year, add even more. Oh, hey, yeah, BYU yeah. was competing for a Mountain West Conference championship because they were playing San Diego State and Hawaii and Boise State and Utah State. And Rocky Long was right. BYU can't put together any schedules for <laughs> the Mountain West. Not. Come on, man. Coming up, we preview the running backs for 2020. Do the Cougars need an immediate impact player? And the... NBA veteran and current BYU women's basketball coach Jeff Judkins joins us on the show. What is it about his team that has them playing like road warriors, undefeated in WCC play on the road? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tomorrow, Brenna Drollinger is still getting used to that uh, new married name. And second place, women's basketball hosts last place San Francisco, but they're hungry, in a WCC matinee, 1 Eastern, 10 Pacific on BYU TV. It's an early game tomorrow. Just just pack that stadium full of kids, man. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> what, what do they do every year? The Hope of America, they bring in all the kids and they do. It's like that, but with basketball. Two kids days now. I say more. Let's just go. Let's go. Uh, the shrilling, the yelling. Yeah. This, this is true. Yeah. This is true. Yeah. Live from Studio B with your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play, I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. And joining us now to discuss Kids' Day, BYU women's hoops, and much more is NBA veteran and current women's basketball coach Jeff Judkins. Coach, always nice to have you. Nice to be here. It's been a while. We've got a surprise for you. Okay? I, I heard about it a little bit. Go okay. ahead. Oh, you heard about it. Oh, boy. Okay, 12-year-old Jeff Judkins was apparently a star of all stars in all sports. One of your friends brought in a Little League football picture. Look at you, man. You rocking number 12. Number 12. What, a, what a handsome <laughs> devil. What position did you play when you were 12 years old? I played quarterback. Yes, you did. Of course did. you did, you I played, alpha. I played quarterback and defensive end. And when I got to high school. <laughs> when I got, Yeah, I know. Because I was tall and that, then I was had some speed so they put me there um when i went to high school uh the high school basketball coach said you could play football he wasn't really crazy about it but you can't play quarterback because we don't want you to get hurt so they played me at wide receiver and i played safety and so those so that's kind of what i did and I, I should have been the quarterback the quarterback was not very good <laughs> we had a lot better team and um but 
you know, I understand. He didn't want me to get hurt, and my future was basketball. Okay, so at any point did you consider playing college football? Well, I had a couple offers. Where? You know, one from Oregon. Whoa! Uh, but Oregon wasn't what Oregon is now. You didn't but, have to mention but, that. But at the time, um, <laughs> them and uh, uh, Rice offered me a scholarship. Um, and then, of course, basketball, I didn't have a lot, but I had more interest. And then I also played baseball. I had a lot of interest in baseball. Utah wanted me to play baseball. Fatty and BYU at the time wanted me to come down and look at baseball. So I was fortunate. I played three sports and um, had opportunities to really go anywhere probably with, with those. We're going to talk women's hoops in a sec, but we've been talking about burger places. Do you have a favorite burger place? Well, my favorite place is Hires. It's Hires Big H. Yeah, yeah. What am I? Where's that? It's in, there's, in there's there's one in yeah. It's on Seventh East and Fourth South. There's one out in Sandy. There's one out in West West Jordan, I think, West Valley. The reason I love those guys is that the owner of it, um, their two boys were Highland Rams. Went to Highland. Went to school with me. Nice. One was a cheerleader. John, who's my age, and so... And the other was the quarterback that you didn't like. <laughs> the other was a, he was a running back, but he was fast. He was really a good runner, but um, we did, they did a lot with us at Highland. You know, a lot of uh, activities that hires helped us out with. Hires, okay. So hires is one of my... That probably big five, you know, you know... Um, I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of good hamburger joints there. Yeah. It really is. Five yeah. guys. Yeah. yeah, five guys. Five, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. What? Well, yeah, the Texans. They're all defending uh, Whataburger. I love a Whataburger. Uh, I like had Whataburger? I've had a Whataburger. I don't know if it's as good as those others. Yeah. Okay. But probably my <laughs> probably my hamburger barbecue at home on my Traeger is probably the best. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> if you got a Traeger, everyone knows it. Yeah. Hey, everyone, that, right if now, you ran a marathon, everyone knows. I'm, it. I'm telling you now that Traeger is. It's amazing yeah. what that what they can do. Right. Neither of us have one. Coming, up, coming over on Sunday, it. Juddy, thanks yeah. for offering to make yeah. us hamburgers yeah. on Sunday. Right. I'll do that for you. Grill. I'll bring it out here. Yeah, home sweet home. Now, I, I say home sweet home with uh, uh, kind of a half smile because it has been the road that has been so good to you and your women's basketball team in the West Coast Conference. Road Warriors, what, what's, what's the deal? Why are you playing so well away from home? Uh, boy, that's a, that's a great question. I, I don't know. I I think part of it is we've we've been really focused, and I think sometimes when you go on the road with a with a team, certain teams, um, you get focused and you, all you worry about is that game. And you don't have distractions from other things in your life, and um, you know we 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 talk about it in the season and say, hey, you need to, you don't need to be an up and down home and and road. I think part of it too is crowds. I mean, we get good crowd. We're the second team in our league in tenants behind Gonzaga, but maybe part of that. But it just seems like we have uh, – we, we just seem to be more focused uh, with going through things and be more worried about the game than a bunch of other, other distractions. You're playing the bottom two teams currently in the league, so how are you keeping your team, I guess, with a sense of urgency knowing, okay, these are two winnable games at home, but we've got to go do it? Well, first of all, San Francisco is very, very scrappy. They're 0-7, but they probably should have won three games. Mm. They came right down the wire, and the ball bounced the wrong way, and their team uh, beat them. And their their coach is a really good coach. She runs her stuff, and they execute. Um, they're young, and that's part of the reason. Uh, Santa Clara, I really haven't watched much much on them because every you know I have I have two coaches that are breaking down stuff. So when the games are with, but just seeing them against other teams. 
they have a lot of firepower. I'm surprised that they're in the bottom of the league. Um, part of it is matchups, and part of it is you got to be ready to play every night. You just can't play one night and then think you're gonna you're gonna survive. You you have to be ready to, to really put it back to back. Like we had a really good win against Pacific. It was a real physical, tough game, and then we had to turn around and what lessons two days and play St. Mary's, which was a totally different team, spread you out. And you have to be mentally ready for that. And some teams just don't just don't get ready for that. Not only that, Paisley Johnson goes for a career-high 31 points in that overtime win yeah. against Pacific. I watched it on my computer uh, she in played the Marriott Center. She the best game I've seen her play. But then she has a bum ankle and can't play against St. Mary's. And you still win that game. Kaylee Smiler comes in and puts up 19 points. What does that say about the depth of your guard line? I think what it says as number one is how grateful are we that Smyther was prepared. You know, you you talk about that as a coach your whole, whole all during the season. Prepare yourself. Be ready. Something happens. Your number's going to get called. And talk's cheap. You know, doing it is what you have to do. And she did. She came in. Fed both her and Lonnie. Lonnie started the game, came out defensively, was locked into him, did a great job. She made some really pretty nice plays. She just didn't shoot the balls well, she would like, but she came out and gave us a lot of energy. And then, and then Smyther comes in and, and, you know, just let it come. And, you know, we all know she can shoot, you know, and we have shooting drills. We do all this stuff every day and Smyther's in the top every day. So it wasn't like the team was shocked that she hit three pointers. And, but what happened was, was nice is she hit her first one. Then she just started getting more confidence. And then the other parts of her game got better, her defense, moving without the ball, being in the right place, the right time, all those things kind of came into place. And I hope she builds on this and just keeps going because um, it's nice to have a kid like that come off the bench and they can hit some shots. A freshman from uh, New Zealand. How is Paisley Johnson's ankle? Well, they've done a lot of work. We're hoping she can go tomorrow. Um, we're not We're not sure yet. It's kind of day by day. Um, if I know Paisley, she'll, she'll try to do it. <laughs> Um, sprained ankle? Is that what happened? Yeah, she sprained her ankle. And, in the game? Uh, she did it in warm-ups. Wait, of the Pacific game? Of the game? Pacific game. But played the whole game and scored 31 in overtime. Game. Played the whole <laughs> game. What? Yeah. Yeah, you know. Just uh, adrenaline and it yeah. was Sometimes and... when you sprain your ankle like that, you can tape it up. And like you said, and decision we had to make. Jeff, Jeff Hurst is my trainer. And, you know, what a great job he does. He's like a coach to me. Yeah. When she did it, he said, hey, I think we can play her, but here's the negative part of it. She might play tonight, and then Saturday might be swollen, and she won't be able to play. What do you want to do? And I said, well, I guess we need to play her. I mean, we need to play this game. Let's do it and see what happens. And um, if she had had maybe one more day, she might have been able to play that, maybe play. But um, that was what we did, and thank goodness she had a game of her life and, and really, you know, really helped us win that game. How does she sprain her ankle in warm-ups? They were doing some layups like the two times, two at a time, and it just she went in and just caught, fell down on a on Brenna's foot, and oh, that was that was it. Cute. And I didn't see it; I just it see her over there laying down. And I'm going, now what? But uh, <laughs> you know, this is this has been a tough year with this, yes. with a lot of stuff with oh. with Corshaley, and then other injuries to our players, and Jasmine being hurt, and and um, you know Paisley going down, and. Um, Kyra, who's gone through this knee problem, we've never got her back, and Shalay's had some had some issues, and then to top it all off, we're walking through or running through 
St. Uh, Mary stuff on Friday, and Ray Stewart is is being one of the St. Mary players, and he's running through the stuff, and he just goes to to to, to get a ball that's loose, and and he tears his Achilles tendon. What? Yeah. He cured, oh my gosh. So he's getting surgery on it on Friday. So he tore his Achilles. So this has been a hey, this take has it been easy. A, this has what been a crazy a crazy thing. It really wow. has. So he's going to have surgery and he'll hopefully he'll be back. He'll miss Saturday's game, but he'll be back for all the rest of the games. Jenny, if, you're due. You're, you're due just for a bunch of good stuff now. The yeah. assistant coach injury. Assistant in coach season? injury. Oh, that's terrible. And then my other Sorry. assistant coach, uh, Mel Pearson, she tore ACL. You know, before the season. So now she. So that's what I'm saying. Lee Kamar, stay we, healthy. Yeah, Lee Kamar, don't practice. That's right. <laughs> Take it easy. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, and mother's coach has got is going to have twins. <laughs> that's she's, right. She's going to have twins. Kim's going to have twins in May. Kim. Oh, Kim. Kim Kim's going to have twins in May. Well, at least there's nothing to talk about. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Jetty, um, go get yourself a huge burger at Hires Big H. Yeah, go get yeah. a burger. Kick your feet up. Relax. All, all, good karma's coming, man. BYU Sports Nation karma for Juddy based on everything that has gone wrong. It's all, it's all coming back, man. Well, you know, I, it's, sometimes in life you, you have, you have tri- trials, and your team learns from that, and that's, that's the main thing for us. And hopefully we can get these two this week and be right in the run, running and and then, of course, next weekend's a big, big week too. So, we're excited. We're excited to, to hopefully get playing better and and do it. Okay, we'll be there tomorrow. Yeah. One Eastern and, and Saturday. Yeah. 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 All the kids. That'd be awesome. There'll be, be a lot of kids. Let's screaming. do this, Juddy. Thanks, guys. You're class act. Thanks, Thanks man. Jeff. Coming up, running backs coach AJ Stewart helps us break down the RBs going into 2020 and why Jeff Judkins should have played quarterback when he was 12 years old. <laughs> <laughs> I guess in high school because he played quarterback when he was 12. Also, BYU in the top 25. More football talk to BYU Sports Nation. Coming up in 26 minutes and 24 seconds. Watch BYU basketball with Mark Pope as the coach and Kobe Lee sit down with Gregor Bell. Plus a brand new Deep Blue featuring assistant coach Chris Burgess and the story of him turning down BYU to now coming to BYU as an assistant coach. Pretty compelling. Now 26 minutes and 8 seconds yeah. away. Also on demand on the app right If you missed our conversation with Jeff Judkins, what were you thinking? It was loaded. It was amazing. Yes. Apparently he had a football offer to play college football at the University of Oregon. Wanted to play quarterback in high school. His coach wouldn't let him. Offered a baseball scholarship here. And then his assistant coach tears his Achilles on the road. Paisley Johnson hurts her ankle in warm-ups and then goes for 31. An amazing conversation. You need to download There's a lot the to take in there. Yes. Let's keep it rolling and whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Men's Basketball. Yoli Childs practiced yesterday for the first time since his compound right pointer finger dislocation two weeks ago. His return is still questionable for tomorrow's game at Pacific. Football. BYU listed by Pro Football Focus as one of 11 teams just outside their way too early top 25 rankings for 2020. Maybe you heard BYU finished the season 7-6, and six, but beat two nationally ranked teams, USC and Boise State. Those two wins, by the way, have the Cougars finished tight for number 7 for most wins over teams with the most wins in a season. Just, but it doesn't matter if you go 7-6. and six. It doesn't. Uh, it's, it's cool, but... It's quality fun. wins. 
And I'll, football. Conti- I'll continue again with football. <laughs> Cam Miller, Pro Football Focus. List Austin Lee is the 86th best college football player of 2019. And Brady Christensen, 95th. No Cougars showed up in 26 through 50. But we'll see if James Empey is in the top 25. Cam Miller will join us tomorrow. Volleyball. Second rank BYU will take on number five UC Irvine tonight, 10 Eastern, 7 Pacific. The Cougars currently 6 0. Tennis. Men's team lost 4 1 to Old Dominion. The lone win was by Ben Gallardo. Uh, the Cougars play number 41, Harvard, in Boston on Friday. Yeah, wasn't that like number 66, Old Dominion? Yes. <laughs> yes, yeah, so what's BYU? I don't what's know. their ranking? I don't know. I, we, we, they rank every team. Uh, and again, I like your logic of we need to implement the ranking of every college football team and every college basketball team. Like 45th, BYU versus 78th, Houston. E- immediate context. Immediate context. Our question of the day has nothing to do with rankings, or does it? Because we're kind of ranking the best burger places. What is the best chain burger place? Our Instagram poll features Whataburger, In-N-Out, Five Guys, and Other, and currently In-N-Out is leading that poll 44%. 44. Okay. Our Twitter poll, In-N-Out, Whataburger, and JCWs, and In-N-Out leads that poll as well with 39%. Here's the thing, though. Uh, You know, back in the day when people would say, oh, boxes or briefs, Leno or Letterman, like you had to declare one or the other. It's like, what if I like both? You know, I like all these places. We're just saying... What do you like the most? The most. You, yeah. ha- you have to pick one. you got to go to if one place. If you're like, hey, do you want to go eat at this place? I'd be like, yeah, all of them. <laughs> I'm Yes. Good. And again, it's 1037 local time now. I'm so I hungry. I think I'm hungry. Like, I need a hamburger We're today We're creating now. hunger. I need a hamburger. Actually... I told my wife, yeah, I'll eat my lunch that you prepared for me, but now I just want a hamburger. Yeah, I brought a sandwich, so <laughs> we both made it. Coming up, the most unanimous BYU thing ever? Uh, yes. Looking back and looking forward at the BYU running backs as well. Who's at the top of the depth chart? A.J. Stewart is going to join us and answer that question. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Men's Hoops is at Pacific tomorrow night. Will Yoli Childs play? We shall find out tomorrow evening. But you know who is playing? Colby Lee, a.k.a. Big Idaho, a.k.a. Big Potato, a.k.a. whatever you want to call it. 9 Eastern time, radio pregame on BYU Radio. He is Jerem Jordan. I am Spencer Linton. This is BYU Sports Nation live from Studio B in Provo, Utah. It is time, Jerem, that we look back and also look forward at the BYU football running backs presented by Tim Daly Nissan. Okay, Jerem, let's uh, attack it from three questions. Yes. One, how did the Cougars perform at running back in 2019? I think BYU was decent to good. Um, When you look at the stats, they kind of scream just like, okay, right? Um, Yards per game, 159. That was 68th in the country. So kind of middle of the pack. 4.4 yards per carry, 62nd. Uh, 10 plus yards per uh, rushes 44th, 20 plus 91st, 30 plus 72nd. I think BYU could have been better at that position. Um, continuity certainly didn't help. Yes. If Tyson Williams starts the whole season, I think he's a thousand yard rusher. That's the headline I, for me. I, yeah, that would have been a big deal. That's and he, the headliner. And he, and he wasn't. So the leading rusher was Sione Finau. With 359 yards, Lopini Katoa finished with 358. Uh, Sione Finau had his season ended early with a torn ACL. You even brought in Tyler Algier back as a linebacker to running back because he was a running back at the beginning of the season. And then he flipped a linebacker. He's back. BYU played six running backs in 2019. Yes. Six. Your third leading rusher was Zach Wilson, by the way, who didn't play all the games. 
And is a quarterback and has sacks take away rushing yards. How was it? It was injured. That's how it was. Yeah. And if Tyson Williams stays healthy for even two-thirds of the season, he clearly would be the leader in all of these categories. BYU's numbers would have been better, but that's not right. the case. I hate that this is a storyline quite often. Oh, so-and-so got hurt and it ruined the season. It's like, well, can we have other people that can play too? Okay. So that's the goal, right, with BYU football is, is get the depth necessary to hang with these schedules. And so far that hasn't happened. Hopefully it will in the future. Now the next question is what's the status now of the BYU running backs? Well, you bring back a lot of these people. So Sione Finau should be back after, off an ACL, although that happened in, what, October. So hopefully he's ready to go at the beginning of the season. Lopini Katoa's back, old reliable, right? Uh, Jackson McChesney is going to get into better shape as he chronicled to you after the UMass game. Doesn't feel like he's where he was pre-mission, maybe he can be an option. Tyler Algier, is he a running back? We'll ask uh, A.J. Stewart coming up here in a couple of moments. And then Bruce Garrett, who Mm. crushed it in Texas. From Tejas. Yeah, uh, Texarkana. Uh, He probably likes Whataburger. Uh, He's going to be here. I do believe that BYU needs to address this group like they did last year with a JUCO or grad transfer that can immediately come in and have an impact. Where's the next Tyson Williams? Oh, I come don't think, to BYU. I don't believe BYU will ever get a guy like Tyson Williams oh. again like that. That way, like He was legit. Oh. Well, why not? He was special, and he wanted to come to BYU, and he was in a situation where he was transferring already. He was awesome, um, and he could have been incredible. We only saw him for four games. I think that this position needs to be addressed with someone that will immediately come in and do something because for BYU to win eight plus games you need quality rushing play and especially in the first four when you're playing power five teams three on the road you've already partially answered my next question which is what does it mean for the future of BYU football in 2020 we think it means that BYU needs to go out and add somebody maybe AJ Stewart find somebody in the offseason but right now who's the number one guy for BYU probably Lopini Katoa he's healthy Sione Fina coming back from injury uh, Tyler Algier is intriguing to me. If he can fine-tune a few elements of his game, he could be a number one. He was he was pounding the rock against Hawaii. Granted, not a great rushing defense, but for, what, eight or nine of the games, those those are those are the winnable games. I'm not worried about those when running the ball for BYU. Like, Sione Fina ran hard against Boise State, who was ranked 14th. And ran it's well. the first four that I'm concerned about. Sure. It's not the other eight. And I don't know if Sione Fina is going to be ready physically for the first four that BYU face. It's going oh, to be Lopini Katoa. And what I mean is the other six, because there's six power five. It's going to be Lopini Katoa and maybe unnamed running back in the transfer portal. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, BYU needs to address this with somebody, in my opinion. Okay, let's talk about some of this with A.J. Stewart, the BYU running backs coach. We'll get to that, but not before what he brought up. Okay, let's revisit the tweet. He said, I love recruiting Houston, Texas. He's in Texas. Many great players and coaches. I've been blessed to create some great bonds over the years. Oh, and... Whataburger, or Whataburger, whatever you want to call it, for lunch isn't bad either. Hashtag built, not born. So we started Burger Wars, and we opened the conversation earlier this morning with A.J. Stewart on those Burger Wars. Coach, you made it clear on Twitter that uh, you love some Whataburger as you've been recruiting in Houston. So uh, what say you about Whataburger versus everything else, especially your wide receivers coach friend Fessy Satake and his retort towards you? Um, I, I mean, honestly, I'm, I, I tell him all the, all the time that I'm, I'm unbiased. I'm from St. Louis, so I'm, I'm not even from the West Coast or from Texas. And so I can really – I think I have a valid argument and, and a valid, uh, a valid uh, stance in the argument that I think Whataburgers is not even close. I mean, I've had both plenty of times, you know, in and out and Whataburger and, and other places – 
and I just I don't think there's anything close when it comes to uh, what they what they have on their menu overall. But just their just a bar none their burger compared to anybody else I don't think it's close. <laughs> I love the conversation. It's our question of the day. We're having great traction on this. This is awesome. I'm actually a Five Guys uh, burger guy. I love Five Guys. Spencer's. Yeah. I've never had yeah. Whataburger, believe it, not, yeah. believe it or not. So Go I, to I Texas, need to, I need to try Whataburger. Yeah, you'll get it, yeah. So here, here's, here's the deal. This is why people don't think it's great. And I said the same thing the first time I had it. You can't just go to Whataburger and just get a, just, a, just a regular Whataburger, just the normal burger. You have to get, go and get something off their all-time uh, menu. And I, I would uh, refer you – well, I refer as when people ask me, get the A1 Thick and Hearty Burger or you get the Patty Milk. Okay. You, you have either one of those – and then you think in and out is better, then I'll, I'll, I'll just say, all right, hey, we'll, we'll agree to disagree. But I, it'd be hard for me to believe if you had any one of those burgers that you would, you would, you would be able to say that is, it's not as good as any other burger you've ever eaten in your life. Okay. I, I love Five Guys. I will well. take your recommendation, the A1 Thick and Hearty or the Patty Melt at it's, Whataburger. It's a little early for a burger, but it won't be after the show. So that's the good news. <laughs> yeah. All right, so we've been breaking down the running backs uh, on the show today, and once a week we're talking about position groups. Running back's interesting because uh, Tyson Williams and Emmanuel Super are out, but everyone else is back. There are lots of question marks there, uh, lots of talent, some young guys. So what do you think of the group returning for 2020? I love our group. I mean, the main thing I love about our group is just the, the type of character we have in our group. Number one, just the work ethic that we have. These guys, I mean, they're they're as hard of hard of a working group that I've ever I've ever been a part of, and um, just doing kind of some self scout of our running backs this off season. I thought we played as physical as we have have played since I've been here, you know, at BYU, and that's kind of been a challenge, you know, the last two seasons to to develop more physicality as a group um, with the way we finish our runs, the way that we block, just the way that we play the game overall. And um, a, a little of that is can be attributed to them getting bigger and, and stronger. Um, but I think that's really been like an, a mentality thing that we were able to break through this season and, and really see it. We had a lot of physical finishes uh, to, to runs and, and really made a statement at different times this season. And so I'm just looking forward to that more so than anything uh, the guys are talented. They're still developing. You know, we don't have any, no, we won't even have a senior, you know, next year. And so guys are still growing up and, and coming into their own as, as division one running backs. But the thing that I know will give us uh, success day one uh, right out the gate is just the guys are, they're going to work hard and they're, they're going to prepare themselves to be successful. Um, BYU, and, and you can live with that as a coach. Yeah, BYU football running backs coach A.J. Stewart with us on BYU Sports Nation. He's also a proponent of Whataburger. Coach, um, moving towards spring football, what does your running backs depth chart look like right now? Um, I'm, I'm not a depth chart guy, to be honest with you. Like, especially going into spring, I think this is a time where we kind of formulate our ideas of who, who, who's going to be our guy that's going to stand out. Um, but the, and the reason why I say I'm not a huge depth chart guy is you've seen the last two years that we're, we've counted on every single person in our group to, to lead the way at times as well as contribute, you know, to a, in, in, to a significant role, you know, in, on Saturdays. And so um, everybody in our room is going to be prepared to be the starting running back. They're going to be prepared to, to carry the load if they need to. And, and I think history's shown, as least since 
uh, we've been here at BYU is is that everybody has to be prepared in that way. And so I don't I don't really like coaching those guys to to think, hey, let me just work to be a starting running back. I just want them to all be prepared to answer the call when when their numbers call, you know, during the season. And there's a there's a high likelihood that each one will have that opportunity at some point. Sione Fino and Lopini Katoa, Jackson McChesney, all back. Bruce Garrett enters the fray as well. Uh, is there a need for a JUCO or, or grad transfer running back or running backs in this group? Well, it's kind of like we were we were talking about going into last year. I think we during this time, if we can recruit, we're going to recruit, and we're gonna, you know we'll we'll cover our bases and on all. Uh, recruitable players and if we find a guy that we think is a difference maker then we'll, and we have a number for them we, you know we have a spot for them then we'll we'll always take the best available players and so um, we'll always you know we won't leave any stone unturned so to speak in recruiting and and I think that's what you have to do um, at, at any program if you have a number you want to try to fill that number with the best available player and that's kind of what we did last year with Tyson was was available you know and, and to me he was the best grad transfer running back you know in in last year's class and so uh, we had a spot and, and we we went after him and, and so um that'll be that'll, that'll always kind of be the case in recruiting you know we'll, we'll keep recruiting guys until um they either go elsewhere <clears throat> excuse me or you know we just don't have a spot to fill uh for for those guys then there's the curious case of tyler algier what does his future hold within byu football I think he has a bright future. I think we saw a glimpse um, in the bowl game. I mean, he's he's still – I mean, he redshirt freshman this year and, you know, went back and forth and played multiple positions, played special teams. And, I mean, he's – he it's, it's kind of scary, you know, with the, the ceiling that he has. Um, I don't think we've seen the best version of Tyler Algier yet up to this point. And uh, he's just going to continue to get bigger and stronger and faster and – understand our offense a little bit more and so I, I, I was really encouraged after what you know watching him play in the, in the bowl game I think he grew up that day um, so to speak especially in the run game but he did some really physical things in the past uh, past game as well um, in the blocking game so I'm, I'm very excited and he's another guy that fits you know what I was you know alluding to earlier just the work ethic that he puts in every day I mean if you see this guy practice there's no there's no uh, surprise that he's had you know, the, the early success that he's had. I mean, he's he's going to give you everything he has every day, and so that's why I'm so high on him, and, and I know he, he'll have a bright future. Two questions to finish. One, is Tyler Algier a running back, or will he still be with the linebackers? And two, what's the future with Jackson McChesney? Uh, I, I believe both of those guys are running backs. They're, uh, and I think they've proven that, you know, up to this point. Uh, Jackson, we saw a glimpse, mostly a UMass game. He did a really good job, stepped into that the role that he had um, that game. Uh, we had some injuries, and he was, you know, he was able to play within those the four uh, games a redshirt can play. And so he he stepped in, and he played Idaho State game as well. Actually, um, learned learned some tough lessons that game. Didn't play as well as he wanted to, and got those things corrected. Play well against UMass, and so um, he's. I mean, he just got off of his mission in June, and so we didn't really have high hopes of him playing. You know. Uh, his his true freshman year last year he played a little bit out of necessity but he's he's it's going to be scary to see what he develops into as well with the full year of um off-season workouts getting his feet under him and and really getting his legs back and so i'm i'm really excited i love what he brings to our room jackson um great young man works his butt off every day you can coach him up hard and so 
the sky for both of those guys they're two young guys that the sky is going to be a limit for them and you'll you'll continue to see them develop into really really good football players uh throughout the next couple two you know two to three years aj we know you're busy on the recruiting trail so let's give you some byu sports nation karma to go about your business out there and uh, have a patty melt for right. us man hey you don't have to tell me that i'll get it i'll get that done i promise you. <laughs> all right thanks aj all right have a good one A.J. Stewart on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why, we show how. During that interview, I bought spicy ketchup from Whataburger online. Legitimately, you bought spicy ketchup. It's coming to my house. Three-pack. I remember eating it, and it was good. Patrick Holmes loves it, so I'm convinced. Let's go. (laughs) Coming up, who gets our rise and shut up? The Internet's a wonderful thing, isn't it? Spot it. Set there and bought it. Just now. Bang. What's the best burger chain in America, or is it all about the ketchup? Final chance to have a say in our live show. Burger Wars continues after this. This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by the Tim Daly Auto Group, serving Utah since 1968. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show wherever you get your podcasts. And eat your vegetables. Good for you, Glenn. We're Eat talking your about vegetables. burgers. Glenn's like, look at me with my carrot bin. <laughs> Download the free BYU TV and BYU radio apps as well. Our question of the day, all about Burger Wars. What's the best burger chain place? Mm-hmm. Whataburger, In-N-Out, Five Guys. Those are the options we gave you on an Instagram poll or other. In-N-Out wins that poll right now, 42%. Five Guys at 38%, Jerem. That's your place. Yeah, that's my place. Okay, what about the Twitter poll? Twitter poll, in and out, 39%. Whataburger, 11%. JC Dubs, 31%. Other, okay. 19%. Our lead voice of the day, presented by Sundance Mountain Resort, answering the question at the casual hippie on Twitter says, I'd be happy with a meal from any of them. Honestly, there's a lot of good ones. We're just saying, what's your favorite? I'm not anti any of those at all. I just, everyone talked up Whataburger, and I was like, wait, this, this was good. It wasn't like, wow. Great point, brought up by Kyle Nelson. It says, Gordon Ramsay's favorite burger is in and out Gordon Ramsay. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, it's, it's, there's some clout it's there. It's kind of a stickler, but yeah. Today's rise and shout out. Austin Lee, 86 on the top 101 list. Awesome. Yeah. I'm going to give it to the three BYU players I think will be on that list by Cam Mellor. James Empey, Austin Lee, and Brady Christensen. Find out with Empey. Our thanks to today's guests, A.J. Stewart and Jeff Judkins. Sorry to spin it. We ran out of the time. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSN. For Jeremiah Spencer, shout out to Brian McKenzie. We'll see you for BYU basketball with Mark Pope starting right now.